0: going on y'all that was the intro to the amazing the outstanding history channel series entitled Vikings one of my favorite shows and one of the most historically accurate depictions of the Viking culture the Viking mythology the Viking fighting spirit Alright guys, welcome to the APE Academy, Act Protect Engage Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Chase H. I am the CEO of Act Protecting Gauge. I'm happy you could join us today. I'm happy you could tune in to hear about one of the most popular and iconic warriors throughout history. We're gonna learn a little bit more about the Vikings. In this episode, okay? We're gonna have a really fun discussion about Vikings. I hope you guys enjoy it. God bless. Ape. All beats are by Organic Dope Thank you so much for joining me today I appreciate y'all man, I really really do Quick little intro there Alright, 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 let's get into it (laughs) Oh man, I love these podcasts I really love um, talking about some of my favorite subjects Um, You know, Vikings are iconic Right In popular culture There are a lot of Vikings fans out there And uh, for a for good reason I do think that Some of the popular depictions of Vikings That like these bloodthirsty, ravenous Barbarians are false I think they're just that I think they're just depictions I don't think they're real I think that's just myth I think they were No different than any other warrior culture of their day Alright, I don't think they were worse, I don't think they were better I think they were very unique um, in their strategy and in their methods But I do not think they were necessarily any more savage than anyone else Alright, so we're going to jump into this Now, if you guys missed the last, uh, I don't know, freaking, at this point, I guess 11 episodes You're First of all, you live under a rock But um, we talked about the first a bunch of episodes we talked about the second amendment now this is not just a shooting podcast so that's why i called it the ape academy because we're learning we're learning about different subjects we talked about the legality of of uh self-defense the castle doctrine stand your ground laws reasonable force the history behind the second amendment what the second amendment is we learned about the uh, history of the early history of the gun right where it came from how it developed and last episode, we talked about the gladiators of Rome, okay? So, we're doing, like, this warrior series because I figured it would be very popular. I got a lot of good feedback um, from my last kind of warrior series. Well, not my last warrior series. What I meant to say was my last, one of my last posts about different fighters and warriors through the ages. You know, we had Romans, we had knights, we had Templars, we had samurai, we had Vikings, and a lot of people... Thought the Viking would come on, come out on top So we're going to discuss it today Alright, so we are on episode number 12 I don't count the bonus episode that I did that one day So that's why we're on 12 and not 13 Episode 12, the Viking Berserkers, right? So I decided to focus on the Berserker Because the Viking Warrior would be a huge topic That could span like a book So I just decided to kind of focus on a specific Aspect of Viking uh, lore that is very popular these days. Okay, so my sources are the World History Encyclopedia and history.net. So I have two sources for this one. Um, there are a lot of sources out there, and um, I do my research. You know, I look around. I'm a historian by, uh, by trade. I studied history in college, so I like the research. So it's kind of fun for me to do some of these historical podcasts because. Is really cool when it kind of activates my nerd, the inner nerd. Hello there, guy. Happy Saturday. Alright, so we're talking about Viking warfare. Okay. So first of all, what who first of all, what the heck, man? What what where did the word Viking come from? How did we start calling these people Vikings? Okay, so the word Viking is actually an old Norse term, right? But now it's used as an umbrella term. Originally it meant raider or pirate. Farah I Viking. Right. I don't know I don't know the uh the accent of the Norse terms, but it meant to go on an expedition. Right? So that's what it was. Farah I Viking. To go on an expedition. However, these expedi- these expeditions, they weren't like all, oh, you know, let's go and explore and take pictures and draw sketches and say hello to the native people and shake their hands and smoke a peace pipe no these expeditions weren't harmless adventures rather they were armed raids of warriors who sought to gain treasure and to seek battle all right so these expeditions they were a raiding culture right so essentially these raids that the vikings run on were conducted by war bands all right so war bands were like a loose group of warriors who kind of banded together for whatever reason now maybe they were kind of like a local uh ch- you know a small tribe led by a local chieftain right a local strongman a local warlord and it went all the way up to kings leading expeditions okay so it could be anywhere from a you know 50 guys hanging out 50 20 buddies Drinking ale, hanging out together, going on raids together to like an organized, like, hey, this is the Earl of whatever. I'm gathering my forces. Let's go get some plunder. All right. So it, it, it definitely varied. Um, um Viking warfare, right, slash raiding is connected to the rapid expansion of Scandinavian influence. Now this was going to be happening along the North Atlantic coast, right? And into the Mediterranean. And historians call this, this you know, Scandinavian influence, this kind of expansion of Scandinavian power, they call it the Viking Age. Now, the Viking Age was from 1790 to 1100 CE, okay? Common era, that's what it stands for, CE. Let's define what the Nordic slash Scandinavian countries are known as. Now, today... Right, they're independent countries, sovereign countries. But back then, they were more like conglomerated groups. They became kingdoms much later, right? They didn't they didn't come together uh, come together until later in the history of the Vikings. Okay, so they're more territories back then. The Nordic Scandinavian countries are a geographical and cultural region in uh, in northern Europe and the North Atlantic. Today, they include the sovereign nations of Denmark. Finland, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden. Okay? Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden. That's where the Vikings were drawn from, right? So, you know, I actually served with a bunch of soldiers from Denmark. Shout out to you guys, if you guys are listening. You guys are awesome. And I call them the Vikings, man. And they look like modern day Vikings. (laughs) Tall, handsome, blonde hair, Fit, you know, what I mean, just like you would think a Viking would, would look like. That's what they look like. And this was like five years ago. So their 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 bloodline runs strong. It runs deep. Also included in this are um, the Faroe Islands and Greenland. So that so those are also territories that are included in the quote unquote Nordic slash Scandinavian countries. Okay. So what what made Vikings really really cool and really unique for the time? Okay. So. Vikings, remember, they were raiders, right? So they lived they were coastal people, right? So they lived off of bodies of water. Okay? They lived along rivers, they lived near oceans, in ports, right? So they used ships. They used ships a lot. Like they were, they were, they were seamen. Okay? They, they, they were expert uh, they were experts in warfare using ships, right? They, they used ships heavily. And they had a, a excellent strategic mobility and flexibility, so they were really mobile, all right. And they were really, really smart in how on how they used their ships and they used their mobility because they weren't heavy troops, like they weren't like big, heavy armored troops with big horses and a bunch of siege equipment. They were quick strike, like raiders, like skirmishers, pirates. So they had to, they had to adapt their fighting techniques to that right um they were masters of logistics so they knew exactly when the fight what what seasons were best for them to fight during how to get there how long they should stay and how long it would take to get back how many people they needed how many boats they needed because they needed boats to carry the loot back right um you had to you have to remember you had to carry the people the the soldiers the the warriors, their weapons, their food, right and also you had to make room for the loot all the all the booty they got, you know the gold, the treasure, the items, whatever maybe they took slaves they dr they drugged some people back with them, so they needed room for that they might need extra boats, and for that, you need a really, really good understanding of logistics, right you have to understand. The logistics of the expeditions. Okay, you can't just hop with a bunch of guys, hop in a boat, you know, with a bunch of your buddies and go sail around and look for stuff. And you need actually need a plan or you get slaughtered, right? Because their enemies were heavily armored. Uh, and we'll go into that later. Okay, so like I said earlier, right, despite the popularization of Vikings as bloodthirsty savages. They were probably no more brutal than any culture of the era. So they weren't any more brutal, any more savage, any more bloodthirsty than anyone else was at the time. So there's this misconception that Vikings were these, like, they would rape and pillage and kill everybody and kill kids. They weren't any more savage than anyone else. They had a goal, right? Their goal was to hit your town, hit your settlement, take as much as—kill your warriors— Take as much as they could, right back with them. Where they could find gold, silver, um, whatever you know, uh, furs. And if they had to, they would take slaves back with them and sell them too. They were looking for that too, all right. Slavery is not just an American concept, all right. Slavery exists worldwide in different forms. All right, where are we at now? Okay, so the Viking society was not made up of any unified kingdoms in the beginning. The kingdoms began to form near the end of the Viking Age. So you'll see the kingdom of Denmark and Finland start to kind of take shape at the end of the Viking Age. Okay. All right. So that's kind of like the backdrop to the Vikings. Okay, so just a basic, really quick cliff note history of how, you know, the Vikings came to be, right? There are a group of settlements along the North Atlantic coast in the Scandinavian region. They are farmers, right? They're traders mostly, right? But they also farmed. And when they when they felt like it, when they felt the itch, they would hop in their they would gather their war bands, hop in their longboats, sail down rivers, sail across the ocean, hit hit a lick, right? Hit hit a settle hit a lick. Hit a hit hit a uh, a settlement Hit a, a monastery, whatever, off the coast, off the ocean. Take all their loot. Take some slaves back with them. Sell them and celebrate. Right. So that's kind of like, a nutshell. <laughs> the Viking in a nutshell. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the berserker. Ooh, the berserker. Pretty cool. Um. So I don't know if you guys know what a berserker is, but. It's basically like this huge Viking With like bear skin or wolf skin And they're naked right Or they're bare chested And they're at the front of the line With two axes or a broadsword And they're just killing everyone in front of them right Bloodlust Rage um, They look in- unstoppable Heavily muscled You know no armor Okay That's the common perception of the berserker Okay Pretty much of someone who's Who is Just lost in their bloodlust in their battle right in the battle right so these these figures were idealized in in Norse lore right so they were they were known as like worshippers of Odin which is the Norse god kind of like the ultimate being um Odin the king of the gods right the father of all the other gods so these guys were seen as like kind of like uh worshippers of Odin they were like the most extreme devotees of Odin So this is what myth says, right? Norse myth says that they were so eager for battle that they bit into their shields and they fought naked, right? They fought completely naked except for wearing a bear or wolf skin, okay? They were called berserkir, so B-E-R-S-E-R-K-I-R, berserkir in Norse, which later inspired the word berserker, the English word berserker, Meaning to be frenzied or recklessly defiant. So the original Norse word was berserkir. Alright. Meaning frenzied. We took it over and made it into berserker. The English took it over and made it into Berserker. Really their main goal, their main goal, their main use, their main function was as shock troops, alright? Uh as bodyguards and shock troops. So like if the battle was 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 Like, right on the the brink, right? He was sending the berserkers as, like, this element of, like, shock and awe who would just crash into the enemy ranks and just create havoc. Or they protected the earls, the chieftains, and the kings, okay? They would just be a bodyguard for them and make sure that no no one came after them, okay? So, it's funny, like, the stories of the berserkers actually they only come from a few two sources one n- legend like Norse mythology and medieval accounts written accounts not from the vikings themselves right the vikings themselves didn't talk about berserkers right unless you want to in- interpret some vi- some of the viking stories as berserkers but the vikings never said like the berserkers crashed into the enemy lines right they were either gotten from a legend mythology from that culture or from the their enemies wrote about them. <laughs> so it's funny how the Vikings kind of like downplay their own stuff. Like, you know what? Like, nah, 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 nah. Berserker? What are you talking about, man? Berserker. <sighs> never even heard of that. You're tripping. You know, that's like, so the Vikings never really talked about it. Um, Sorny. Oh, his name. Sory Sturluson Got it Sori Sturluson He died in 1200 AD Story Sturluson That's a cool name An Icelandic historian Is the primary source of information On the berserkers of the period Sori Sturluson I love their name So he's a historian from Iceland Back way 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 back in the day And he wrote about the berserkers Because he saw them in action He reserved, he reserved, he referred to the berserkers as Odin's own men. And that's a direct quote saying that they were, they went into battle without coats of mail and they acted like mad dogs or wolves. They bit into their shields and were as strong as bears or bulls. They killed people and neither friend or neither fire nor iron affected them. This is called the berserker rage. That's a direct quote. From his actual writings, okay? They were. They went into battle without coats of mail and acted like mad dogs or wolves. They bit their shields and were as strong as bears or bulls. They killed people and neither fire nor iron affected them. This is called berserker rage. I had. That was cool. I had to read that again. That is a direct quote, right? So. Nakedness in the so back in the day, right? And you'll see the same thing with if you if you read about the Roman the Roman battle, the Roman war with the Gauls in modern day Germany, uh from Julius Caesar's writings. Nakedness on the ancient battlefield. Any warrior who fought bare chested, any warrior who fought naked, the Gauls were known to fight naked. Um a lot of their a lot of their most fearsome warriors were just huge men, huge beards. Paint war paint and they would fight completely naked with no fear, right? And that was seen as like an intimidation tactic, that was seen as like the most fearsome and manly, you know, manly and um, impressive thing you could do on, on the ancient battlefield, right? Um, nakedness on the front lines for the enemy to see is a great psychological weapon, okay? Because when you see a bunch of 230 pound Vikings. Running towards you with naked, with bear skin on. And you're like, well, these guys are nuts, right? It's an intimidation factor, okay? And you're like, holy crap, how do we stand up to this? Every time they get cut, every time they get stabbed, they keep going. There was actually a Viking king, King Harold, and they said, uh, side note, he was a berserker also, and he fought naked. And he, uh there's a, there a battle called the Battle of, battle of Sanford Bridge, Um, I'm going on a rant, right? But King Harald fought on the front lines, and event with a berserker rage, he was later he was defeated. But he eventually was 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 killed with an arrow through the throat. But he had taken, he was you know weapons were protruding from his body. He was killing people left and right. He was right in the front lines. The king of the Vikings. Um, actually, he was the king of Denmark. Um, so these are legendary warriors. Okay, so. I think it's really cool. As a warrior myself, as a former warrior myself, it's really, really cool. Um, So according to the National Museum of Denmark, they showed such disregard for their own personal safety. Like they, they didn't care. In addition, the naked body may have symbolized invulnerability and was perhaps displayed to honor a war god the berserkers were thus dedicating their lives and bodies to the battle okay so they their body was a tr- was was a living breathing sacrifice to their war god it was like hey this represents you you are living through me on this battlefield you know nothing can hurt me as long as odin has me has my back right and they brought that that ferocious kind of Dedication to war into every single freaking battle, right? And that's what made the Vikings such a such a feared opponent. Is because you knew they're gonna fight. I mean, fight is understatement. They were gonna they were gonna battle you to the death. I mean, and it's gonna take everything you had as an opponent, everything you had, every resource you had to put those guys down because they're never gonna give up. And don't get me wrong, they freaking lost a lot. Like Vikings lost. They took Ls, like they're they're human. Uh, and you gotta understand they were far from home. They didn't have supply trains. They didn't have like a big backing behind them. Like they were going out on their own when when they when they battled, they were far from their homeland. So they took a lot of Ls, but they also won a lot too and they were feared. Even when they lost, they were feared. All right. All right. Where are we at? Ooh, we're at 23 minutes, y'all. We're flying. Time is flying when you're having fun, huh? All right, quick musical interlude. We'll be back in a second so I don't drown on and on and on. Ape. Alright y'all, y'all I don't want to leave you all for too long I know you're hanging at the edge of your seat On every Word (laughs) I I, I like to think that Oh, by the way, I almost forgot guys Hey, the Ape Academy Podcast Is sponsored by USCCA, the best The greatest Second Amendment Advocacy organization in the United States Join them today You will not be the you will not be disappointed. Also, Bravo consumer Holsters is a sponsor. Check them out. They offer the best tactical, tactical holsters inside the waistband, outside the waistband, tactical magazine pouches, tactical belts. Use our discount code APE10, A-P-E-10 for 10% off at checkout. Okay. I highly recommend them. I have two Bravo consumer Holsters and a mag pouch, and it's freaking awesome. (laughs) Haha, yeah. Sound effects. Okay, (laughs) so, let's talk about how they fought, right? We talked about the idea and the concept of the Berserker. We talked about the Vikings, how they moved around. This is not about Viking culture, by the way. Um, That's a whole different subject. This is just a Brief introduction to the Viking uh, Warrior, the Viking Berserker, specifically. Okay, how did they fight, man? I mean, like, we talked about, like, what they looked like, how they acted. They acted all crazy. How did they actually freaking fight? Because, I mean, damn, like, I'm sorry. Excuse me, Apple, I have a clean rating. Darn, you know, you can fight with no armor, but, I mean, how does that work? How do you actually win a battle, right? Berserkers battled in the nude, Right. They battle the nude all the time. But despite popular perception, like battling they didn't have it wasn't like they were out there with no protection whatsoever, right? They weren't just out there, right? According to Peter Pence, so he's the uh, the curator of the Danish prehistory at the National Museum of Denmark, right? So this guy is in charge. Pretty much he's an expert on Vikings because his all of his ancestors were Vikings and he's the curator of ancient history of Denmark so Viking history pretty much alright so this is a quote from Mr. Pence wolfskin and bearskin actually do offer some protection against swords and spears but they definitely are described as being in some transcendental state of mind rage, Pence continues it has been suggested that the berserker idea actually was an initiation ritual and if so the nakedness might make sense Okay so Let me I'm going to go to a quick sidebar So In Viking culture There was a really really um, Intense adherence To ritual Right There was intense Belief in The ancient Norse gods Right Odin being the chief one Right So warriors Were very very religious They were very superstitious They were very religious and the best of the warriors, the greatest warriors in Viking culture, were always dedicating themselves to a Norse god. Right? They dedicated themselves to the to the god of war, to Odin, et cetera, et cetera. Cults were very common in that culture. So there was, you know, kind of like today, where you got um, I don't want to compare them to fraternities or anything like, because that it's not what they are, but like the Masons, right? Or like these secret organizations out here. A, a band of, of, of people who are dedicated to an ideal, those existed in Viking culture, right? So there are people who dedicate themselves to worshiping certain gods. And sometimes in order to prove their value, in order to complete a ritual, they would fight in battle naked and, and, and perform their rites during battle, right? So it was almost an initiation. This is how you become part of us. You get on the front line and you fight. And if you die, you'll be in Valhalla, right? Which is the Hall of Warriors. And, you know, people always say, till til Valhalla, what that means is to the end, right? We'll see you again. All warriors will see each other again. We'll see you again, brother. If you die in battle and it's a glorious death, because that's what Vikings wanted, right? A real Viking warrior, uh, a, a true warrior in that culture, they wanted to die in battle. That was glorious to them. That was the ideal thing that could happen to you. Because, like, if you think about it, I mean, if you die in battle surrounded by your dead enemies, I mean, how, if you are a warrior and you've dedicated your whole life to raiding, to spreading your culture, to, to fight, you know, to fighting for the glory of your, your homeland, that's the best thing that could happen to you. Just like the Spartans. Very similar mindset, okay? Berserkers admired the strength and courage of the bear. And paid tribute to the animals during battle. Mr. Pence says, Wolves and bears and dogs were admired and feared predators for all the Vikings. It is evident from the sources and depictions. Right? So they really, really worship, they love <laughs> they've loved and feared wolves and bears. And that's why they always wore bear skin and wolf skin, because it was like those were the animals that they revered the most, right? So they want to strike terror. The things they're afraid of, bears and wolves, they're going to put on their body and make you afraid of them also, All right? So they also believe they could harness the power of the bear, harness the power of the wolf through these bear skins and make them supernaturally strong, right? Just like a bear could. A bear could take spears and swords and shields, and they could take blows, right? So you figure with the bear skin on you, you could take them as well. Pretty freaking cool. All right, so the elite, right? Quote, unquote, they're, they're known as the elite. So for all you guys out here, so this is modern day, obviously. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Mower in the back. <laughs> don't worry, it's almost over. Uh, Just think as the Berserkers as the equivalent of the modern day Delta Force or SEAL Team 6. So they're like the elite of the elite. They were no joke, okay? They acted as the elite forces, as elite forces and bodyguards for Viking kings and specifically King Harold Finehair. So remember I was talking about King Harold, how he was a berserker? They were also his bodyguards as well. There are rumors that the berserkers consumed drugs before battle, but they're likely false. Right? That berserker rage... It was believed to be self-induced rage, like right? just kind of hyping yourself into this frenzy. You know? And that kind of kinda goes along with the ritualistic nature of battle in the Viking culture. Okay. However, there was a Viking, uh a Viking people called the Volva who did use drugs. Both the Volva and Berserkers were considered to be shapeshifters. So shapeshifters is like, okay, so when they had the the the, the bearskins and the wolf skins, this was part of their shape-shifting uh mythology right they would they would actually turn into a bear turn into a wolf during battle they would harness the power of these creatures right that was part of that shape-shifting mythical ritualistic uh aura that was around the berserkers okay according to mr pence right drugs played a role in shape-shifting Shaman, shamanistic. Shamanistic. So shamans, you guys ever heard of shamans? Like ancient medicine men, ancient priests. They were called shamans. Shamanistic practices in other parts of the world. So drugs and shape-shifting kind of went together. Okay? Berserkers were armed like a typical Viking raider. Swords, axes, and spears. Okay? Short, they were. They weren't armed in like a super different fashion right they had this, the basic weapons that other vikings had the difference was their tactics right they had no fear of, of death they had no vikings really didn't either but they had no fear of injury and they fought as individuals right which is kind of unique um like other viking men they began training for war and going on raids early in life as early as possible like literally as soon as you could stand up and carry a shield and carry a sword and swing it, they were going on raids, right? So they were training like the Spartans from a very early age, right? Like that's like, a, like say so when kids, so as kids, right, you wanna enroll, uh, as kids, as parents, we wanna enroll our kids in like little league, right? Like my son plays soccer and he plays basketball. But back in the Viking era, if you were a Viking, you wanna enroll your kid in a freaking raid, right? As soon as they can stand, Right? Maybe you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, they're going on raids. All right? And that's how you make your father proud, is by accompanying him, uh, accompanying him on a raid. All right? <laughs> that's like the ultimate father-son bonding experience in Viking culture. So they were training for war at an early age. And you would think like if a Viking is naked in battle and he's out there in the front lines, then wound, being wounded or in, incapacitated would be pretty common. And it was, but it wasn't looked down on. Um, it was actually looked with admiration and respect Injuries and defects were regarded with respect So it didn't matter if you were like injured or crippled There's a, a really famous Viking king named Ivan the Boneless And he had a disease where his bones were very brittle right? And it would break really easily So he couldn't walk well But he was one of the most feared Viking kings in history He would fight from a shield His men, his bodyguard would carry him on a shield over their heads, and he would fight with a bow and arrow, and kill people from on top of the shield with swords in close combat. He would go to every battle and fight on the front lines, which is crazy because he couldn't even walk. Just think about that. That's insane. Pretty freaking cool, huh? All right, guys, we can't forget about the ladies, um, the Viking ladies. Women were also mentioned in berserker legends. Now there were fabled the. the it was allegedly, right, in, in Norse legend, there were, there were Viking female warriors, right, the Valkyries or shield maidens, right, women were freaking awesome, like bad ASS, <laughs> can't say it, they were cool, man, in Viking legend and in, in Norse mythology, women were just savages, just fighting with men, fighting with, with the gods, etc etc but we have we find very little evidence of that in actual real life um historians have been debating whether they were viking warriors and there was actually a really really important uh archaeological discovery the burka female viking warrior was found in burka sweden um it she was buried in a viking grave dated back to the 10th century and it was believed initially that she was a high-ranking elite Warrior, and she was a female. The bones were later, you know, they did DNA testing. It was actually discovered in the eighteen hundreds, eighteen eighty nine, but they did a DNA test in two thousand seventeen, and they they determined that it was female bones in that warrior grave. The problem was. So let me go back. So they found out that it was a woman. And then so we're like, oh, there were Viking warriors. That is so cool. So everyone was like, oh, that's awesome. We knew women were were warriors. We knew they were celebrated as well. And then some of the very, really respected scholars were like, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. First of all, the test was kind of shaky. There could have been other bones mixed in. they could have been buried someone's wife with that person we don't really know what was going on and if we study viking culture women were respected they were not looked down on they were not second class citizens they had a lot of rights they had equal rights pretty much in in uh, domestically they were but you know they they were expected to to take care of the house like they ran the house like you think women run the house now no viking woman, women women back then ran that house like and it was hard for scholars to believe that that the Viking culture would allow women to leave the household and leave the children for those long periods of time that it took to go raid. Like it was just hard for scholars to believe that like we understand the Viking culture and we've studied it and we just don't see how it would have been acceptable for a woman to leave her household for, for such long periods of time to go with the men to fight when their her kids, because that was their primary purpose was they are the mama. I mean, they were the ultimate mom, like they ran the house, they raised the kids, they, they they cooked cleaned, they 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 managed the properties, they did everything that a powerful woman does, you know, was did back then, right? And they were equal. And it wasn't say that was all they did. They there weren't only domestic, you know, they didn't only have domestic roles, but yet again, warrior fighting and the warrior stuff was for the man. And that doesn't take away from women's role at all. All my ladies listening, it does not take away from that. It's just saying that in their culture, women were valued for what they were valued for. Like, they were powerful in their arenas, and they dominated their arenas. It's just that men were the ones expected to go out and do, you know, the killing for the, for the community, okay? That's that. <laughs> Got that out of the way. All right, guys, Yo, this sums it up. We're at 39 minutes. This sums up the Viking Berserker All right, I know maybe you guys are fiending for more. Let me know. Give me some feedback. Rate and review us, okay? Um, If there was noise in the background, I apologize, man. Uh, We got our long guys out there doing work, man. I don't have a soundproof booth yet, but that's coming. If you guys want to help out, I will give my uh, information uh, for donations to help out the podcast, man. Any help will be highly and greatly appreciated. We really appreciate you guys listening. Remember, Patreon, right? We have a Patreon link in the link uh, in our bio on the IG page. Please check out our lessons, okay? And I don't like begging for money and asking for donations without offering a service, right? So, if you guys want to learn about shooting, about self-defense, about tactical things, cool guy stuff, check it out. The link's in the bio, we have new t-shirt designs coming out, man. They're fire. You'll love them. Trust me, okay? Stay tuned for that. We're linking a, a APE merch shop to my profile, and we're having a website being developed. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I hope you guys had a have a great weekend. Make sure you guys go out and check out UFC 268, Usman versus Cummington 2. Tonight, night, 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 night. Let's go. Thank you guys for joining us. We love y'all. Ape. Shout out to Organic Dope for the Beats. Thank you, brother. Stay safe, stay vigilant, stay frosty, my friends. Uh, train hard and get after it, man. Ape.